Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. We want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we get to speak with Lauren Leal, an experienced host and reporter with skill sets and knowledge in sales marketing. Lauren holds a bachelor's degree majoring in broadcast journalism and minoring in marketing from University of Houston. She also co-hosts the Houston Sports Show and reports on it from the field. Her responsibilities include creating and researching story ideas, interviewing athletes and sports organizations, form segment concepts, and working with the sales team being some of her expertise. She came from a background in broadcasting, acting, and cheering for Houston, Texas. Let's learn more about entertainment, sports, and broadcasting brought to us by Lauren Leo. Hey, thank you, Lauren, for joining us here on the Hacks and Hobbies podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, doing the best that I can through this time of uh, COVID-19 shutdown and quarantine. But uh, like I said, making the most of it and uh, capitalizing on some opportunities that weren't presented before. So mm-hmm. uh, doing good and staying healthy. How about you? Same here, staying safe, staying healthy, and uh, trying to keep my hair pull at the minimum <laughs> right because um i was looking at somebody shared a photo and there's two side by side it's like this was an introvert looks like living at home with the family and they're trying to jump out of the window <laughs> and then here's what an introvert looks like that's single and you know it's just hanging out just you know <laughs> that's doing, funny yeah like it's normal. It's normal for them. It's, it's fine. <laughs> so it's been it's been pretty exciting. You know, I've I've got three children, so um, we've got a sort of a routine set up for my two year old. My two older ones are fine, uh, but the the two year old she needs to go to sleep around this time. So then at least we get some break and we can do some you know productive work and stuff like that. But it's right. been it's been pretty good. Um, you know, we're all going through this, and I was uh, just thinking about, you know, Throwback Thursdays would look really funny in the future from 2020. People walking around with masks, you know, kids and cats and dogs with masks on. It's hilarious. No doubt about that. I that's something that I haven't thought about. I've, yeah. I've thought about moving forward and how sanitizing and everyone being secure with being clean is mm-hmm. going to be implemented into our everyday lives. But yeah. whenever we do look back at this time, it's going to be all of those memes of um, whether it's girls' hair and their roots growing out, like you said, hair growing out, or mm-hmm. um, everyone wearing the mask. Today, yes. I was out at the store because I you know, it was essential. I had to go get groceries Mm -hmm. and there was this woman with a complete hazmat, uh, like hat over her face. She had a mask on and a shield, but taking it, taking it to the max. And that's, (laughs) it's going to be some serious throwback action. It will be. Yeah. Uh, What's, 
what's really crazy is, um, you know, we're, we're all going through this and, um, we'll, we'll, we'll all get out of it pretty good. Hopefully, you know, unless as long as we, we stay home and, and do the precautions and hopefully, you know, it'll, it'll all be a pass just like, um, 20, was that 1918 when Spanish flu, Spanish flu hit? I mean, it's uh, it was crazy that people weren't staying home. And one of the examples they give was, you know, in New Orleans where people took it seriously and they stayed home. You know, it didn't affect as much. But in Pennsylvania where they're like, no, no, we're going to go out and hang out in the parade, that huge number of fatalities because of the Spanish flu. So we just got to do our part and try to flatten that curve. Right. Maintain the numbers and then decrease the numbers. Yes, exactly. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, we met through Tony Bub and she introduced me and, and I, I checked out, you know, what you've been doing in the past and it looks really amazing. You know, the dedication and the the tenacity you put into into the sports and into, you know, covering the sports. And then that's, that takes a lot of knowledge about the sports because tell you the truth, I am not a sports person. And, uh, anybody, (laughs) anytime somebody asks me, you know, who's your favorite team, I'll say Denver Broncos mainly because I love Denver and I, I lived there for, you know, three and a half years. So any, any, even though, even though I'm from California, Southern California and what's funny, that while I was living in California, SoCal, they had no teams whatsoever. And apparently now they have two teams. I'm yeah. like, what happened? Right, right. California has so many teams. They have like four teams per sport. Like wow. Baseball, baseball. Yeah. California is loaded. They're huge like Texas is. So. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, you know, yourself and how you what pulled you into this specific area of covering the sports, covering um, athletics and, you know, journalism in general, you know, what's your story? Well, I'll take it back to college days, right? Where I got my degree in broadcast journalism and a minor in marketing. Well, I grew up in front of the camera acting, actually. It's funny that you say you're from California and SoCal. So, you know, everyone there is is striving to be actor, a director, you know, professional dancer or something like this. And I actually had an agent in LA when I was growing up, when I was, you know, itty bitty. Yeah. And so I did commercials, little independent films. Um, I've got a couple of feature films under my belt, which is really cool. Yeah. And I originally wanted to go out to LA and be a full-time actress and do the waitressing thing on the side. Mm-hmm. Well, my mom, you know, was like, pump the brakes, Lauren, get a degree to fall back on in case anything happens. Yes. So the closest thing to acting was broadcast. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a household of sports. You know, sports is on all day long, 24-7, regardless, yeah. whatever season it is soccer, football, basketball, baseball, um, you know, any, any, any type of sports material, like that's what we were always watching. So Mm -hmm. whenever I went to college and studied broadcast journalism, I took a liking to sports rather than news. And it all started off when I say that, and you too, in this industry, it's about a mindset, um, that you can do anything, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to. And I've always, you know, 
growing up the actor type style my mom had always implemented in me if you know why not why not it be you you know if everyone's auditioning for this role how you know why not why not you to try because Mm -hmm. they could choose you so i've that's kind of stuck with me in mindset in my mindset with everything that i've done in broadcast and i bring it up whenever i was in college because there was uh i went to the university of houston Mm-hmm. And I still do some work there with their, with their sports program. But during their football games, they didn't have any type of interaction between the sport itself and the fans, but just besides the PA announcer announcing what happened with each yeah. on the field. And I'm like, you know what? There's like a disconnect here. There needs to be some sort of like interaction, some activation, meaning a game being played uh, in timeouts or something like this. So right, yeah. I reached out to the athletic department at the University of Houston and I said, hey, is there somebody in this type of role that can bring this aspect to the game that I think would be really good for, uh, you know, for students, for anyone that's attending these games? Mm-hmm. And they said, no, we, we haven't, you know, we haven't had that in years, but let's take a further look at it. Well, they called me into their offices, we sketched out a plan, and then I ended up turning into the host for University of Houston football. Nice. Nice. And, you know, it, it was so cool that they took a chance on me, but that's the mindset that I've had moving forward is that, you know, what, what, what's it going to hurt if you, if you just try, you know, the, yeah. the worst that someone can say is no. Exactly. And, uh, and so that's where it kind of all started for me. And then after that, I, I got an internship at a news station doing sports. I got an internship at ESPN Houston radio. And that's where I, I currently work right now, too. Uh, by the way, Janide, I have about like 10 different jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. You know, in this industry, it's like, you know, you just you don't just do one thing. You do like 10 things that are mm-hmm. all kind of under the same umbrella. Yeah. And so uh, right now I do a sports talk show that's on the NBC affiliate for Houston. Mm-hmm. Um it's on KPRC channel two and it, it's a fun segment where we don't just do highlights of what happened each game. We have in-depth interviews with uh, professional athletes, current and retired athletes. And we have panel discussions where, you know, there's a hot topic on, Oh, are the Rockets going to make championship this year? Who's yeah. contenders for the Super Bowl? you know, X, Y, and Z. So I do that on Sundays. We also have a two hour uh, radio show Sunday mornings. That's on our ESPN in Houston, ESPN okay. 975. Nice. And then I host at all of the professional stadiums here in Houston, basically. Yeah. So, so yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. That's about myself, but yeah. uh, it's a lot. <laughs> no, that's, that's really awesome because I see the little parallels. I'll see the little connections that you're making, right? And, it, and I also see, you know, the role model that you had in your life. You know, your mom, she, she's like, you know, I love where you're going, but how about we do it this way instead of just totally shutting you down? You know, she was supportive. She, she guided you because we need those mentors in our life because without the mentors, we are almost as if, you know, we're, we're driving without a GPS. Sure, we can, sign, we can find the signs on the road and, okay, we, we kind of know we're, we're heading to Texas. You know, you got to take 10. You got you to, you know, follow this along. But again, when somebody's there, and telling you, you know, what's going on, what's going to happen. Like you, when you have the GPS, like ways, it's like, Hey, slow down. There's a cop 
reported ahead right. or there's somebody pulled over. You know, when you have a mentor like that, that helps you along the way, like, hey, well, hey, this is awesome that we're going all the way, but we might want to stop and get some gas or get some snacks. So um, that's really awesome. And, and I love when, when, you know, your parents and your, you know, guide you in that way where you can immediately, not, not even immediately, but within, within a few years, you see the results, you see the actions. And then that, again, recharges and reignites your passion. It also tells your mind, hey, this is working. I'm not doing something that's going to go, you know, you're, you get that feedback like, oh, I'm doing the right thing kind of thing. And then anytime there is a change that you want to make, you have, you can make that um, educated judgment. You can make that educated, um, what do you call that? Decision that, you know, this is, this is the way to go. So that's really awesome. I love it. Love it. Really good story. Thank you. Yes. And it's true. You know, when you're on your path and then something will strike your path down whenever it's not what you're supposed to do too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, or redirect you into some other way. And that's kind of how I feel where we are living in the current moment of COVID-19 and yeah. being quarantined. I feel, you know, personally putting all of my efforts and energy into something, another project that I've always wanted to do, but have mm. never had the time to, yeah. or, you know, the energy and the effort because I have so many other things going on. So exactly. That's awesome. So tell me a little more about um, your mindset and your motivations on a daily basis. Cause you did say, you know, you're doing 10 different jobs right now. And a lot of us are doing, you know, 10 different jobs, even though, especially now that we're staying home, there's a lot more things we're doing that, that are in our uh, to-do list because, you know, you've got to get food ready because you can't really go out to eat. Somebody's not out, somebody else is not cooking. So you've got to do all of that. You've got to do dishes. You've got to do all of those things. So what are some of your motivations on a daily basis now that we're, you know, indoors and we have, let's say, all the time in the world, but really it comes down to, you know, your focus and where you're going to be living you know, on a daily basis. So, so what are some of those things, some of the motivations and who are you in touch with on a daily basis? So I am a faith-based person and uh, I'm religious. So I, I dive deep into my faith um, each and every day. Sometimes it's starting my, mo uh, my morning with a daily devotional. And uh, honestly, I just, try to keep as positive as possible, mm -hmm. listening to, um, listening to all the positive songs, right. That either are religious or maybe they're not religious, but they have yeah. a positive message. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of how I start my day or I, I continue it through my day when, you know, I'm working on my laptop or desktop. And, uh, that's, that's where I find my motivation. Mm -hmm. Um, and someone who motivates me as well. I know I spoke about my mother mm -hmm. uh, being the driving force for my, my broadcast career, but my father has been one of my biggest supporters as well. Mm -hmm. And I kind of follow after him. He, he, seeing him work, uh, he's kind of a workaholic, but, <laughs> but, um, but he's so driven. 
and it motivates me even more. And so whenever I see him or individuals like him Mm -hmm. that are, you know, doing everything in their power to be the best that they can be at whatever it is. I mean, it could be the best at, you know, going to get groceries, being the best at organizing, being the, being the best parent that you can be whenever Mm -hmm. you are the best that you can, like, that's what motivates me. And that what pushes me to be stronger. I don't know about you, um, but whenever I see positivity out in the world, it, it definitely reflects on me. And so mm-hmm. when I get the music going, when I, um, I don't have sticky notes, but I think I may start doing that during quarantine. Yeah. You know, so that's a really good point. I used to have sticky notes and since I've moved everything around, I don't have sticky notes anymore. And I was talking to one of my friends. So every day around four, four o'clock or four thirty, we have a coffee zoom call. So she, she's like, here's my note it, you know, this is what I'm going to be doing. And, and the, the challenge was to, you know, get rejected five times. Wait, and why? You want to get rejected? Yes. So here's what that means by getting rejected. There's a, there's a thing called rejection therapy. And what it does is it enables you to desensitize yourself from the pain of rejection. Oh. Right. So okay. just like you saying, you know, why not give it a try? What if what's what's the worst that gonna happen? You know, they're just gonna say no. So mm-hmm. that's essentially rejection therapy. So um this guy, he he did a TED talk. He doesn't have his name listed here, but he he's basically did a hundred days of rejection therapy where where he had heard about 30 days of rejection, but he did a hundred days. And he's like, all right, these are the rejections that you can try on your own. Like mm-hmm. number one was borrow $100 from a stranger. Oh, right? wow. So he just went up to a, a security guard and was like, hey, can I borrow $100 even though we don't know each other? <laughs> did he say yes or no? I don't remember. Because so what, <laughs> what he also did for every, everything that he attempted, he recorded a video of it. Right. So oh. now there's like 100 videos of him getting rejected. And sometimes, you know, you will even get something like, oh, you know what? I might not be a person who might buy your flowers, but I know this neighbor, they might be interested. That's true. So even though, I mean, because I think what's crazy is that we reject ourselves more than we, more than other people would be rejecting us. And that probably is because we are so uh, hard on ourselves in general. We're our worst critics. Exactly, we are. And that's, and um, like one of the questions yesterday we were talking about is like, what would, what's the one thing, like how are you standing in your own way? Or how how can you get out of your own way? Hmm. So I was like, that's really interesting because we think, too much like we take we have too many thoughts and like you say we're our worst critics so even though we might have a good idea and so we'll go around asking this idea with other people hey what do you think i want to do this what do you think i want to do this and a lot of people say oh that's that's a stupid idea don't even bother you know but other people will say go for it try it but then us as ourselves not being as um what's that word as forgiving, but not as forgiving for ourselves. Like we don't have enough compassion for ourselves. 
we're like, you know what? I'm never not even going to try. But then, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's really important to take the positive from the world and motivate ourselves. And um, really good point, you know. Also, look at your role models. Like, you know, your your dad is is helping you um, be a better person, and you look at him, you know, to uh, what's that word? I like look up to as an idol. Look up to him exactly. Right. So that's right. really powerful. All my cameras are turning off because I, I forgot oh. to. No, no, it's fine. I, I forgot to turn off the auto. Like this one is off. This one is off. So I was like, I'm just going to use the webcam for now, um, which is fine since we're not doing video. Anyways. All right. So what was I going to say? Awesome motivations, you know, your journey. What are some of the plans? So for the future, I mean, you're doing 10 different jobs. You have some plans. I mean, we still have about six, no, we still got about eight more months to go for 2020. Hopefully we find a cure for the virus. Hopefully we can get out back to a normal sea and, you know, be, be able to go out and do, do the work. You know, so what are, what were some of your goals that you planned on and, how are you pivoting and you know what's the new stuff to do well that's that's where i find it really hard to not take you know self pity cuz mm-hmm. you you can't do that in this yeah. world um yeah. you know you can't say oh you know why is this happening to me why is this happening to me because i did have a lot of things lined up mm-hmm. um unfortunately i uh was about to start working with mlb and oh, wow. of course that season got shut down. Mm-hmm. I just signed a contract with the Houston Dynamo, which is the soccer team here in Houston mm-hmm. that I was their host and reporter for. Yeah. And we only got to do one game and then the season shut down. And, uh, and then all of the opportunities within the things that I do, I can't do anymore. So mm-hmm. for the TV show that I do weekly on Sundays, we were supposed to go out to spring training, yeah. interview all of, you know, the players and, and yeah. make an episode out of that. So yeah. there was just a lot. And I was supposed to move to a new location um, within the mm. city. Obviously, all that got put on hold. And yeah. it, it just, like I said, it, it makes you take a step back and take a deep breath and focus your energy and your talent and what yeah. you want to do in a exactly. different direction. Exactly. So, so- now... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to introduce that, you know, all of the tonight show hosts are doing these shows. They're still doing the shows they're doing from their homes. You know, they have the production team, you know, giving him, giving them material to talk about. And, you know, they're lining up the interviews. They're still doing all of that. So I was thinking, what if you did that? You know, I'm sure these athletes are not going to stop training. I'm sure they're still training at their homes. Because mm-hmm. they want to be ready for the next season or next year or whatever. Because if you don't train, you're gonna, you know, lose that momentum that you've built. So what if that was something that you guys could also work on? And uh I'm glad you bring that up because currently we do for the show that we still do, mm-hmm. uh, me and my co-host, we are just obviously we're not together. He's in his home, I'm in my home. Yeah. And we we're talking through Zoom. Uh, like the rest of the world. Yeah. 
And, uh, and that's what we're doing. We're doing these virtual Skype type interviews through Zoom. It was really cool a couple weeks ago um, whenever the Olympics got postponed to next mm-hmm. year. I was speaking with a platform diver, uh, Laura Wilkinson. She was actually the gold medalist in the year 2000. Yeah. And she, she decided to make a huge comeback for Tokyo 2020. Mm-hmm. And she is currently 42 years old. Uh, wow. 43. So, you know, this was a big deal. She's been training hardcore this past year because she wanted, you know, one more go round at it. Mm-hmm. And we had her on the show talking about, you know, how she, is she going to continue to train? In fact, she is. And, you know, what it's been like for her this past year and then, you know, what to look to forward to now. So we've been having those type of uh, virtual zoom interviews if you will mm-hmm. for our show so yeah so there's that's, that that's awesome <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and before i cut you off what was uh what were what were you gonna say that you know you got you're planning on like pivoting to well something i've always wanted to do kind of mm-hmm. like you janine is yeah. have my own talk uh type of vlog slash mm-hmm. podcast you know it's yeah. still in the very beginning stages yeah but this is something that i've always wanted to do and mm-hmm. i never was able to because yeah. i'm at this sporting event i'm at this radio show i'm at exactly. you know a million other places so now i'm fine-tuning and getting all my ideas together and jotting nice. them all down and 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 that's what i've uh, what i've been putting my focus and energy into Besides working out and walking, you know, the dogs every other day. (laughs) Absolutely. No, you're right. It's, it, it takes, it takes a lot of time. And the way I got my podcast started was I was like, Hey, I'm spending two hours commuting to and forth from work. I can use this time to, you know, record the podcast. And it was funny. I ran into the app anchor just because I was doing some research for a friend of mine who wanted to start his podcast. And I went to this app and I was like, what? You can now record a podcast from your phone? Shut up. Shut the door. <laughs> Shut and, the door. Right? right? So, uh, so I started using the app and I used, I used the phone and my headset, just like the, like the one you're wearing in my car, recorded the first episode while driving That's home. awesome. Yeah. And the first season is essentially just me talking to myself about my beekeeping, about video production and all my other hobbies, mm-hmm. all in the car, all, you know, on the phone or, or the iPad. And then later on, then editing it and sending it up to the clouds. So I was like, this is so easy. Like, why didn't I, why didn't I think about this? And turned out it was just like the app had just came out probably six months ago. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And see, that's, that's the thing too. Whenever you want to start a new project, whatever it is, you just have to do it. Like there can always be something better. Like you said, like sound quality or visuals, or, you know, if you're gardening, you can always have more tools or whatnot, but you just have to start. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where I'm, uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now too. (laughs) That's awesome. And like you said, you know, you just got to start and I've been wait taking way too long to starting my own YouTube channel. And I'm mm. like, oh, I, I got to have this tool. I got to have that tool. And so I have that since I'm a tech enthusiast. So that's my other problem because I, I always want perfection. Yes. And um, we all, we're, we're all that way. But with the podcast, I was like, you know what? 
there's so much to do and this is the easiest way to get started. Let me just go ahead and do it. And over time, like it's been two years. So over time, I've added more processes to it. I've added people to help me. I've added different things to enhance the podcast. So that's always going to happen. It's always going to be a changing target. Right. And, and I feel like that's, that's life in general. And then yeah. especially in this industry, everything evolves. Um, so yeah, it's just a revolving door when it comes to, when it comes to starting any yeah. type of business, any type of production. So exactly, very cool. That's really cool. Well, I'm excited to, you know, hear, check your podcast out and, you know, let me know when you hit it, when you launch it, because, uh, you know, I'd love to help you and figure out some of the tips, you know, uh, in launching the podcast, figuring out and telling people, hey, I'm this, this is my launch date for the podcast. And, you know, you want to get as many people subscribed to the podcast. So when it does launch, you know, you, you get to claim those spots, you know, in the iTunes, uh, you know, newsworthy podcast episode, you know, new and uh, upcoming ones. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you so much. Mm. I yeah, I would definitely love to speak with you, get your advice on some uh, different things since you've been doing this for a while mm -hmm. and uh especially uh on YouTube as well too. Yeah, absolutely. So really awesome excited. Um I say awesome a lot apparently I was told about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, funny when we start talking awesome. <laughs> to ourselves or talking to other people it's like, "Whoa." I don't realize I say that. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yikes, spikes, calm it down, mm -hmm. Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is this has been really awesome. So, tell us. I have so at this point, I have some questions that mm -hmm. I ask all my guests. What is one hobby that you wish you got into? You know, I was thinking really hard on this question, and I still am because it can go a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. So, I wish I would have learned an instrument like piano specifically, because I think that would be so much fun to challenge my brain in that way. I always like yeah. learning new things, which I could pick it up now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just easier when you're younger and you've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Uh, but that, and then also learning different languages. Mm. So I learned Spanish, you know, through high school and college. And then yeah. I tried to learn conversational but it's hard to keep up with when you don't uh, use it, you know? Exactly, exactly. And then I try to learn French and I did the same thing. It's like, okay, I got, I got the Je m'appelle Lauren and I got mm -hmm. the basics. But then if you don't speak it, you know, don't speak it, exactly. it's all, it all just goes away. So yeah. that's something that I wish like I, I could have kept up and, and keep doing. You know, what's really interesting is uh, I'm sure you've heard of the app Duolingo where you can yes. learn multiple different languages. So I did the same thing with Spanish and I was like, oh, I want to learn some German or like I, I picked different languages and I was just trying them out. But then I also learned about another app that enables you to have conversations in different languages with other people. Oh. I was like, hey. So it like brings it to life. Exactly. And I can't remember the name of that application. I'm sure if, if you do a little search, we could find what that app is so you can have actual conversations in their native tongue and um it's it's i guess it's called immersion therapy or something where you immerse yourself in the language that 
there's no other way but to figure out what they're talking about. I've been in those situations where I've been to Mexico and I get in a cab and the driver doesn't know any English whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, uh, tempo, like time and yeah. like naming different things. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, make sure you pick me up at the, you know, the right place, the right mm -hmm. time and, and everything like that. So that's, yeah. that's immersion therapy in the, in the, in the making. Yeah, exactly. All right. Next one. Um, so you want to be able to play some piano. That's a really cool hobby and, you know, languages is again, amazing because again, you're powering your mind to think in different ways because you have the different, we call it the different hemispheres of your brain, the right, the right brain, left brain that think differently. Yeah. And the, like when you, the way that you work your fingers, it tr yeah, triggers other parts of your lobe, like you mm. said. So that's, uh, that's something that I would like to challenge or wish I would have picked up. Well, um, that's a really interesting point that you mentioned because, and that totally makes sense because um, they did brain scans of taxi drivers in London. And they, they, the, the, the part of your brain that stores information about navigation was much larger on people who had been you know, driving or being a taxi drivers for 10 years versus those that, that just became taxi drivers. Oh, because what, what happens is every week, or is it every day? Every day we have 1,700 new brain cells that then go into the areas of what you're learning about. I didn't know that. Yes, because that's how our brain grows and that's how we you know, get smarter over and over when, when you learn about something. So you, okay. we have new cells and then we have dying cells. So the dying cells, you know, oh, you, you're not thinking about that anymore. And if you've seen the movie Inside Out, I have uh, not. Pixar's, you have to check it out because it's an accurate depiction of how our mind works and how our memories work. And in it, it shows, you know, oh, we don't need that memory anymore. So they throw it in the memory, you know, in the memory dump. Because is it the one with all the emojis? No, no, no. This one is about um, there's five. So it's inside the brain. It's a Pixar movie. It's inside the brain of this girl. And she's got joy, sadness, you know, disgust and fear and anger. Mm. So these are the five different emotions that this young girl has. And you were basically going through the, through the, through her life and how, what she's feeling and how, you know, what's her main feeling. And then over time it, you know, she develops and it's really great. Um, it's a really great movie and very accurate from the perspective of mental health and mental um, psychology. And um, like a lot of people that are, psychologists they've talked you know they talked about it and they you know they went and saw a movie and like wow this is very accurate it's really good that sounds like it i would love to dive into that and watch it yeah it's it and, and we have the time to go check it out yeah i have the time <laughs> yes all right so talking about brain and memories and child you know childhood and how our brain works what is something that you wanted to be when you were a child hmm you know what? 
So I know exactly what I wanted to be. Mm. I wanted to um, be an Olympic gymnast and Ooh. win a gold medal. Nice. So, yeah, I grew up doing gymnastics. Uh, I did it for nine years. Wow. It's <laughs> amazing. Thank you. It's no uh, walk in the park. I'll say that. Oh, no, I've, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, no, I had always I had always dreamed that. And of course, channeled as I got older, channeled mm-hmm. into different um, different avenues. But yeah. gymnastics. But you're still in that vein of of sports and athletics and the body. Yes. Nice. All right. So we talked about, you know, your hobby, your favorite hobby, what you want to be as a child. Combining those two things, and then, you know, we talked about the movie. What is your favorite movie or TV show? Okay. Um, hmm, movie or TV show? That's a hard I know it's going to be a hard question for you because you're a sports fan. honestly i love anything that makes you feel which is a lot of the sports movies Mm -hmm. um but i I love those sports movies yes i remember the titans oh i mean come on the best one of the best yes absolutely i have a it's hard to narrow that down i think kind of have a favorite book okay yeah absolutely you can go to a book um and it's it's uh well now it's like, now I'm like thinking about my books and I'm like going between two. There's like one about a biography mm-hmm. on Rashad Jennings, who was a running back in the NFL, mm-hmm. um, who he just overcame everything. He had a low wow. GPA. He wasn't supposed to be in this position. He was overweight and he like overcame everything. And he was just like basically the backup person waiting for their shot. And wow. he finally got his shot. Uh, so there's that book. But then there's also a, a nonfiction book that's, or I'm sorry, a fictional book fictional that book. is off the grid of sports. Mm-hmm. And it's called, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's, or might've heard of it. It's been in the top like 10 for years. It's called mm-hmm. where the crawdads sing. Oh no, I have not heard of that. Well, it's, I love it cause it's written beautifully and it just, it really makes you feel, and I won't go into the description of the book sure. because you haven't read it. <laughs> Um, just in case you ever do, but yeah, uh, it's just, it's, it's very well written and you can relate to the main character in some sort of fashion and oh, nice. feel basically. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I love my, me some books too. And I've tried to read a lot, but I end up just listening to the audiobooks. I think that that way I'm, I'm able to do multitask, I guess, but Mm, I'm going to have to right. check out that book, you know, about athletic or, you know, the the fictional one. What was the name of it? Where the Crawdads Sing. Where the Crawdads Sing. Yes. Okay. It's, um, yeah, like I said, I, I could go into the, the description, sure. but not sure if, if you <laughs> would uh, want to hear that. Well, let's <laughs> jump on to the next question. Okay. Um, we can um, come back to that. All right. So this next question talks about what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Now you can replace the movie with a book or a TV show, but you get to play a character in it. And like you said, you know, you started acting and, you know, I'm sure there were some parallels. So what would, what would you pick? 
Oh, the movie to pick, the movie to play a part in. Oh my goodness, there's so many. That would be incredible to jump inside that character. Yeah. Uh, because for me, growing up in the industry, and I mean, you being around, not maybe not like movies, but, mm-hmm. spe- but interviewing and being around lights and audio and all this stuff, you kind of pick apart everything in a movie, or at least I do. Mm-hmm. And I always say, oh my gosh, it'd be so much fun to, play her role or to you know to do that monologue or whatnot so for me i think the very uh dramatic eerie scenes would be Mm -hmm. fun because they'd be such a challenge because it's so far away from your reality Mm -hmm. have you ever heard of the show bates motel i have yes did you watch i have not seen it no no i have not seen it it is the eeriest show because it's based off the uh, Alfred Hitchcock film Psycho, oh, the classic. Yeah. And so the series is made off of that and they're at a hotel. And I would love to dive into one of the characters on there because she has these dramatic scenes where she's battling with her emotions, mm-hmm. her son, how to keep the hotel afloat, but then yeah. also all of the weird things that are happening within the show as well. Wow, that's, that's pretty... That's pretty interesting. That probably was not the answer you. <laughs> no, that's that's <laughs> pretty good because it all came. So the the where this question came from is a book called Ready Player One by Ernest Klein, and in the book, the you know it's in the future. Everybody's in VR, and that's the only way they they communicate and they go to school in VR because. Huh gas prices are tremendously high. Nobody can drive and people are living in these stacks, which are basically motorhomes or stack on top of each other. So this is where you live. And to go to school, everybody puts on the VR goggle and they enter this app called the Oasis. And you are now going to school and going to college, which is almost exactly what we are doing right now. Like to go to school, my kids are logging on to Zoom. Right. Right. To mm-hmm. right to do anything at all. We're we're watching, we're in, engrossed in these devices. And somebody was saying, you know, this is probably going to accelerate VR, virtual reality, because so a friend of mine who was looking to buying uh, VR gear um, for the past three months, he he decided to pull the you know, pull the plug now or or you know, decide to make pull the trigger now and he's like it's sold out everywhere like what did you expect <laughs> that's awesome yeah that's awesome for your friend but that's so true i did not think about that aspect where we really are living in a virtual world right now mm-hmm. and virtual reality glasses i mean come on what, yeah what the perfect time for that it's the perfect time for that so that's where the the question comes from because in it uh, he has to play Matthew Broderick's character from War Games in order to solve this riddle. Hmm. It's a really cool... Uh, and then they, they did something very similar in the movie where instead of using War Games as the movie, they used... Um, what movie did they use? They used Psycho. Oh. And you're walking down the hallway. And so it was really interesting, uh, you know, the, those two parallel lines. All right. Next question. Who is your favorite superhero? Mm. Okay. So is it 
bad to say this. I don't really watch superhero films, mm-hmm. but um, if you're doing good, you know, you're a good guy in my book. I guess I'd have to say Spider-Man. Perfect answer. Spider-Man is, is a good guy. He's one of the best. I mean, he's been around for so long. I mean, for so long. That's so true. Long. And uh, he's, he's a truly a, you know, everybody's hero. Yeah. I, so that is like one movie that I actually did watch. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not, I, I never really watched the Marvels or um, sure. what's, the, what's the other edition. It's like DC, Marvel. DC, DC. comics. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's either like one or the two. And I didn't, yeah. I, I know everyone, you know, to each their own. I just wasn't one of those people that watched. Exactly. Um, but like Spider-Man was one that I did enjoy the older ones uh, when they first started making them into movies with, uh, what's that main actor, Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire. Yep. I love him as an actor in general. Oh, me too. That was, that was <laughs> one of my favorite Spider-Man movies. So you like Spider-Man. Okay, good. I like, Sp- I, I, so I've, I am a huge superhero. Um, what's that word? Buff? Geek around it. Buff. Or geek? Or, yeah, buff a geek. Um, I've I've watched all of the DC. I've all seen all of the Marvels. I've seen all of the Star Wars. You know, so I I'm oh, okay into that world because I don't watch sports, and that's why I got it. Sorry. Okay, you gotta have your you gotta have enough space to have <laughs> one of those exactly. in your brain. Exactly. Either you could have players in your head, or you can have you know superheroes. Right. All right. right. <laughs> Last question: If What'd you were you a board game oh what would it be oh goodness a board game so like what okay this isn't my choice but like say what if you choose monopoly does that mean you're like that one is of a board the, game that means you are monopoly i make money is that what is that what it makes money or you create um you create opportunities I have, mm-hmm. I have one yeah the movies count well it's not a board game <laughs> but if they make because if they made a movie out of a board game but then yeah jumanji oh that's the best board game ever <laughs> right you can yes. jump into it you don't want to die you don't want to die exactly it'd be so cool to see all those animals i know and... <laughs> so i was like wait how about this yeah no that, does perfect. that count of course or- it, it started as a board game. It became a video game. And now, you know, and apparently, after, I don't know if you've seen the latest movie. I haven't seen number two. I've just seen okay. the first one. Okay. So the first one with The Rock. Right. That's, yes. Technically, that's the second movie. Um, because the first one was in the 80s or the 90s. Yes. Yes, with uh, Robin Williams. That was a great one. Yeah, we just yeah we just watched the the third one or the second one, and it took us four tries before because we were so tired at the end of the day. It wasn't that entertaining to it you. It was very entertaining, but we were really tired. I mean, we we have three kids and we work right days, right? Jack but Black cracks me up in those. But films. Jack Black is <laughs> so amazing. Jack Black, Kevin Hart, I mean, all of those characters, they are truly, you know, amazing. Just just amazing. 
their tenacity, their, their heart that they put into it. It's just beautiful. I would love to sit down and interview them. Yeah. You know how fun that would be? It'd be so much fun. <laughs> and you could have picked, you could have picked, um, I mean, if, if I had the question reversed, asking the board game first and then asking you which movie character you want to play with. Oh. You could have been, what's her name? The, the ninja fighter. <laughs> Karen Gillan's character, right? Yes. Or you could have been Jack Black, me who knows. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, I mean, he was the girl he took on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, that would have been pretty cool. Well, uh, Lauren, this was really awesome talking with you. Uh, where can my audience find you and get connected with you? Uh, it was so much fun. Thank you for having me on, Janine. Yeah, it, it, it was a blast. Um, but you can follow me on my handles on social media. So I have a Facebook page, and that is Lauren Leal. Um, okay. When you do Facebook slash Lauren mm -hmm. Leal. And then my Twitter handle is Lauren Leal TV. Perfect. And my Instagram is Lauren Leal. So and it has a little pink heart by it. And you awesome. can catch <laughs> yeah, my videos, so, my, yeah, my, my hot takes on sports and what, whatever else I'm up to, we'll, you will find between those three channels. Awesome. So what I'll, what I'll make sure to do is add these links to the podcast show notes so people can get to, to and be able to connect to you with you and uh, whichever medium they are comfortable with. You know, what's funny is I'm on Facebook more than Twitter and Instagram. And a lot of my family that I talk to is like, oh, I don't check Facebook or on Instagram. Really? So it's it's different for different people and different generations, I guess. But I'm I'm all, all social media because I make different connections based on the different network I'm on. And it's it's really it's really fun. That's what's cool about having all the different type of platforms because they they offer you to do different things. I feel like Facebook is all in one where you yes. have the status, you can do photos, you can do videos and you can do your feelings, which sometimes goes a little too far. <laughs> um, yeah. But you have Twitter and it's just like, you know, a thought or two a day mm -hmm. or it's where you get your news or your sports information. Yeah. And then you have Instagram where it's like pictures of yourself or artsy pictures, mm -hmm. um, more of like a, a collabed album yeah. of you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. We will talk to you soon in the next thank one. Thank you so much. Loved, uh, loved coming on. It, I had a, re a really great time. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today.